From the world of sports, a report is circulating that the Oakland Raiders have signed quarterback Jim Plunkett as a backup for Ken Stabler. The Raiders refused comment, but they did trade reserve quarterback Mike Ray to Tampa Bay. National Basketball Association Commissioner Larry O'Brien has given the Supersonics and the Knicks until Friday to decide what New York will give Seattle for signing free agent Marvin Webster. O'Brien says if they don't agree by then, he personally will decide compensation. Thoroughbred horse trainer Jack Morgan has testified that while he claimed ownership of a horse involved in an alleged betting coup in New York last year, the real owner was veterinarian Mark Girard. Morgan was a witness in Girard's trial on charges that he switched horses for the race and collected $77,000 in winnings. The camps of WBA heavyweight champion Leon Spinks and Muhammad Ali agree that the condition of the fighters will be a key factor in Friday night's bout. Ali's trainer Angelo Dundee sees the fight in New Orleans going the full 15 rounds with no knockdown. Whatever became of Douglas Fairbanks Jr., we'll find out in just a moment. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, this is Will. Will Green. Someone mentioned to me that I didn't introduce myself on the last one, which I don't think I always do, and I think I'm okay with that. But just to make that person happy, hey, it's Will. My guest today is a very dear friend of mine, Jeff Jones. He is a Chicago-based person now. He's a musician. He is a podcaster. Uh, I do want to harp on that real quick. Please go listen to his podcast. It's called Cruel to Rewind. Um, it's it's produced by um, him and his wife, Angie. It is the number one Chicago-based underground husband and wife movie podcast. It's really good. It's really good. It's And that is just objective, not because I'm friends with them. Basically, they watch movies that they liked as kids that the other one hasn't seen, and then they just kind of dive into it, and it's fun. It's just a lighthearted, it's not like film snob movie podcast shit. It's just it's just nice, and they're very nice to listen to, so please go check that out. Um, I've literally listened to every episode. It's, it's fantastic. Cruel to Rewind. Check that out. I'll make sure there's a link in the description. I also want to mention... Um, I'm very excited to announce that we have our first sponsor. We have our first podcast sponsor. Um, this episode in particular is sponsored by Arbogast Funeral Home. That's right, Arbogast Funeral Home. Located in Lancaster, Ohio, Arbogast specializes in expertly trimming and waxing mustaches of the deceased. So if your loved one loved their mustache, Arbogast is the funeral home for you. Okay, I wanted to make that quick because I talked for a while because I've known Jeff for 20 years. He's one of my best buds. We're in this kind of very tight-knit group of college friends. We still got a group chat going, and we still get together all the time. Um, so, yeah, we talked a lot. But it's great. It was really great to do this with a dear friend. And, you know, you know stuff about your friends, and you talk about it. But to, like, sit down and and go this deep for this long is that's rare. So it was it was a pleasure to do. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did doing it. 
I'm going to ask the question that everyone's heard on podcasts. Is this the podcast? Have we started? <laughs> this is it. Well, cool, depending man. on where I decide, wherever we get, whenever we start getting interesting, that's when I usually okay. jump it in. So it could be. Well, let's get real interesting real quick. All right. Um, I just went to a funeral this did, last weekend. Did you really? I did. Oh. It was my great uncle. We, we just called him Uncle Don. Okay. We thought of him as an uncle. But your voice was in my head the whole time. Uh-oh. I know. It didn't end well. No, it ended very well. <laughs> what happened? I didn't want to let it pass without saying something. Ah, good. So when everybody... I was the only person from his, from his side of the family that got up and said something, like uh-huh. besides his daughter. Uh-huh. It was like... Uh, it was a beautiful moment. Like I didn't want to let it slip away. Right. And you're, you're to thank. Wow. You're welcome. I'm, you do a- <laughs> seriously. Cause yeah, I'm glad that you did that. It felt, did how did it, it felt good, right? It felt amazing. Yeah. Nobody was going to say anything. That's the worst. You want, you don't want nobody to say anything. That's not. Yeah. Bad. But like, no, everybody it, wants, I feel like most people want to. Yeah. Just not in like, front of everybody. That's the hard part. I think, you know? Yes. His his daughter said something, of course. Yeah, you gotta. His, like some comp troller from the high school <laughs> said something. Who cares? Uh, his <laughs> departed wife's sister said something. Great, beautiful. And then crickets. Yep. So I had to get up there and mix it up, you know? Mix it up. How bit, did you know? they how did they do it? Like what was the procedure for was it just kind of one of those like anybody want to come up? Come on up. And then people do it it was interesting um because he passed away it wasn't covid related he was 80 something it was natural causes he Mm -hmm. died in hawaii so good on you yeah i say that's a good place well done um but (laughs) but uh there was all this time in between when we couldn't get together and mourn this loss yeah and they scheduled it for july of this year so there was a funeral service during which I played saxophone in front of people for the first time since the pandemic started. <laughs> Side note, not to make it about me. And then there was this, so he, he had a, uh, he owned a farm in mid Michigan, new Lothrop sure. area. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Go, Flint go, area. go yellow jackets. Is that right? I believe so. Yes. Go as hard as you can. Yellow jackets. Yes. And he had this beautiful property. He had soybean fields. He had a man-made pond, beautiful farmhouse. I hadn't been there for years, but they set up a tent like it was a graduation party. (laughs) And the family, like a hundred people just convened to just celebrate his life. That's great. And just hang out. And it was, it was a beautiful thing. How long, when did he pass away? How long ago was it? God. It was it it was so early in the pandemic. It mm. was like May of twenty twenty. Oh wow. Yeah. So pushing a year and a half even. Yeah. Passed away in Honolulu, Hawaii. Honolulu, Hawaii, excuse me. We just we 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 only pronounce it with one Lou in my family. <laughs> Honolulu. Honolulu. Yep. Honolulu. Yeah. So it's great to be here. Post-funeral. 
That's good. You're fresh off a funeral. You're in like the, you're in the right mindset. I'm in the headspace, man. I just eulogized great man. Yeah. And I'm here to eulogize another one. (laughs) What did you, what did, so, um, is this your mom's side or your dad's side? My mom's uncle. Gotcha. One of her favorite uncles. And it's one of those moments where, you know, there was a white tent again, like mm-hmm. a, like a graduation and a microphone. Um, and his daughter, Don's daughter, my cousin opened the floor up. If anyone would like to say anything, please come up. And there were crickets and I knew I had to get this out. So I, I ran up there, and your 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 advice was ringing in my head the whole time. Um, I couldn't be prouder right now. I'll be honest with Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I found one for my grandpa and a few others I've been to, um, at my little hometown church. What they always do, which I feel like is a good move that everyone should do, is they have a wireless mic. That way, people don't have to come up. You get a lot more people who are willing to like stand up right where they are, you know, or not even get up and then they can do it right there. So I don't know how we get the word out to all the churches in the, or, you know, um, funeral directors in the world, but you got to get a wireless mic. That's a great idea because there's, there's a lot of gout. There's a lot of, right. Yes. That too. (laughs) Yes. Diabetes. There's a lot of old people don't go up. They can't go up. Yeah. They don't want to shuffle up. Right. You got to pass that wireless mic around. I yep. like it. You got old people, you got, and then you got all the people who just don't want to be in front of people, you know? Great point. Great point. Um, yeah. Wireless mics all around. So is that who we're remembering today? Uncle Don? We are not. Oh, we he's not that good. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Don. Okay, sorry, Noreen. Doreen, sorry. I said Noreen instead of Doreen, first of all. Second of all. I have an Aunt Noreen. Oh, do you? There's a Noreen and a Doreen, so you can't go wrong. Are they all Oreens? Is that how they did it in that family? There's a man. There was a mandatory ruling <laughs> in the country at that time. Uh, all all firstborn daughters must be Oreen based. Mm, Oreen based names. Yes. 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 Well, I'll send my send my my condolences to your wonderful mother. Doreen. Oh, Doreen appreciates that. She Good. loves you. Good. I love yeah. her too. So without further ado, who are we remembering finally this fine afternoon? We're remembering my father, William Foster Jones, known to his family and friends as Bill. William Foster? Foster. I didn't know that middle name. That's pretty a, classic. That is a slamming middle name right there. Surprisingly classic. Yes, William Foster Jones. I mean, when you meet me, you don't think class, but uh, <laughs> he had it going on, you know? A little bit. You got to shine on you. Um, I always kick it off. You're one of the handful of people who I think has probably listened to the majority of these. So you probably know we are. We always kick it off with just what's like the first when you sit and think of old old Bill Jones. What's the first memory that comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind is. I'm reminded of preschool and. After preschool, we would always go out for, and this explains a lot about me, if you know me, we would always go out for Hardee's and or donuts <laughs> after preschool. And eventually it got to be so routine 
I would tell him, uh, hey, dad, I want something for lunch that rhymes with Durger. Oh, wink. Can you guess what it is? And he would laugh and say, of course, you you silly child. Yes, I know. And, uh, you know, look for my look for my smash burger pop up later this fall rhymes with Durger. That'd be great, actually. Yeah. Every day after preschool, you got a burger and a donut. It felt like every day. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't. Right. It was this magical time between the two of us. Mm -hmm. He. When my brother was little, my older brother, Matt, when he was little, my, my father was consumed with law school. And I think he felt like he wasn't around a lot. Uh, so he compensated for that. I don't know if he needed to, mm-hmm. but I feel like he compensated for that by taking me out for hardest and donuts <laughs> almost every day. Could be worse for a little four-year-old Jeffrey. Could be far worse. What I don't, I know, I mean, um, for people who don't know the both of us, yeah, which is probably not too many people listening to this, right? Um, not sure. I've known you for 20 years, isn't that crazy? That is crazy, that is crazy. And we were, we were, we were podcast pioneers. I don't know if people understand that. People, and I, you've mentioned it on your <laughs> your podcast a few times. I have not; it has not came up yet on mine. Uh, but yeah, we were podcast pioneers. We made a bad <laughs> podcast long before other people were making bad. We were one of the first people to make a bad podcast. Yes, we in the time of substandard podcasts, we were kings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before Mark Maron had his shit figured out. Yes. Before Joe Rogan was back when it was him and Red, you know, uh, Red Band, Red Band, yeah, we were, <laughs> we were doing it. Um, we were sitting in a shed around a uh, uh, compressor microphone. Yep. <laughs> Oof, those were bad, but fun. I'm glad we did it. Let's go to a clip. <laughs> Ooh, I'll try and get one. Um, <laughs> so, so I know vague, I know little bits about your dad. Uh, I've seen a picture of him and seen how much he looks like you. Um, what, I don't know, is your dad, where's your dad from? Like, what's his, what's, what's like, how much of his backstory can you give me? He is, here's the thing. There's so much I want to say about my dad, but most of what I think I know about him is like shading and pressure. You, I think you're probably the most, I was thinking about this. You're the farthest away from the death time wise. Cause I think everybody else is less than a decade. Correct. And you're like, you're like 30, right? Ish. It's there? 32 years wow. this summer. Wow. 32 years. I was seven. I'm 39 now. I'm a geriatric millennial, as you they are. say. Yes, you are. So woe is me. But um, like I have some details and stories. Yeah. But it really feels like I'm piecing together a mystery sure. of who he was. Mm-hmm. Even, even when family members tell me things about him, it just, the details don't always stick. Right. I'm still dealing with shadings and colors and impressions. And they're giving you their take too, you know, so there's going to exactly. be some haze, you know, in between their story to you, you know, yeah. even so. Yeah. So where should we start? I don't know. Where should we start? What do you know about old, I mean, I know he was in radio, which I love. He was in radio. He was tall. He was, I mean, tall compared to me and my brother. He was like six foot and some change. Mm-hmm. He was funny. He liked to talk with affectations, Ooh. you know, which I think 
I inherited. Yes. Um, you'll appreciate this. He met George Blaha, <sighs> announcer for the Pistons. <laughs> and uh, he would say, say the name really funny in conversation. Blaha! <laughs> like it was a ton of fun. I remember him saying that at his law office. Um, he, he smoked, so his voice was like a full octave lower than mine is. Uh. And um, we've established this on my podcast. He was like a gruff, manly Richard Mazur, the actor Richard Mazur. Who's that? <laughs> Who's Richard Mazur? Man, uh, that's a deep cut. He, yeah. I, I remember you talking about this, but I forget. Google Richard Mazur. Okay. I don't have interns pick, like you do, but I'll, I'll get on it. We do have, we have great research interns. How do you spell Richard? M-A-S-U-R? I think it's, I believe it's M-A-Z-U-R. Oh, this guy. That guy? That's him, yeah. Gotcha. So imagine, you know, more svelte, gruff, manly. With yep. like poofy curly hair. Yeah. And he had a beard, right? Do you have a beard? Yep. Yeah. He he had always had a mustache. Okay. An unironic mustache. Is he from Michigan? <laughs> Do you know how, how how um him and uh your mother met? Do you know that story at all? Yes, I, I know bits and pieces. He so he grew up in he grew up between Redford and Southfield, Michigan. Okay. Went to high school in Redford in the Detroit area. Um, He was in the air. He was in the, the policing arm of the air force. Okay. He was like an MP. I don't know if you call that an MP in the air force. Anyway, he, my mom was his nurse. It was a classic. It was a tale. Oh, oh, wow. At Sparrow hospital. Gotcha. And I think he had some zingers and he's this strapping (laughs) manly man. And, my mom took a liking. It was the Florence, what is that? The Florence Nightingale effect? Is yep, that what it is? That's her. That's the one. Happened in real life. Huh. That's beautiful. And now, what were the circumstances? Again, I don't know. Right. How- but I know the, the foundation. Gotcha. Right. I need to ask my mom. Doreen, if you're listening, uh, call in. Um, Doreen, call in. We're not live. We won't be live when you hear this, but call in anyway. one 900 <laughs> Will AGO. Um, what what kind of father was he from from your from your memory? Man, loving but angry. <laughs> <laughs> what was he mad about? So you mentioned it. You said it. He was on the radio. Yeah. Um, he was an early morning news anchor on WWJ in Detroit. That's amazing. I love that we have, so much. The benefit of that is we have tapes upon tapes upon tapes of his voice. It's wow. really cool huh. to go back and visit. Yeah. Do I revisit them and weep regularly? No, gotcha. but I have them. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought um, I, guessed, I was sure I guess what's coming. Yeah. No, no, don't care for it. Um, don't, don't care for the, you know, unplanned weeping session yeah. from time to time. But um, we have all these tapes of his voice. Uh, but the key, the key phrase there is early morning. He, he worked like the uh, graveyard shift. Sure, sure, sure. And 
I just remember being a kid playing around the house. My mom would be away nursing. He'd be sleeping. Mm, yep. So I'd be alone watching WXON TV 20. Like there'd be a horror movie on during the day. And I, it was like messing with my mind. And then I'd start playing and making a lot of noise. And he'd bust out of the bedroom without his glasses on. Nothing but whitey tighties, tidy whiteys, <laughs> excuse me. And just just like blast. That it was like a big radio voice bear. right at you. Yeah. yeah. If a grizzly bear could speak. Sure. Well, you woke him up. That was Bill. Yeah. And I, I remember I remember hiding behind a chair in the living room, like, yeah. Jesus Christ, what is this? <laughs> but he was also very loving. Yeah. I remember doing crafts with him. Like we built, we made this weird duck painted green and white for Michigan State. He was a big Michigan State fan. And we gave it to my brother because he was sick. Like we we did this thing in the in the shop downstairs. Um he was very loving when he wasn't yelling at me in underwear. <laughs> that's pretty classic dad, though, you know. That's, it is so classic dad. I mean, they put that in TV shows. It's so, you know, it's so I feel like that's some Bill Burr shit. Like his dad yelled at him. Sure. Right. Yeah. Burr oh, yeah. Stuff. How how old was your dad when, you know, like when you, well, when he passed away, how old was he? I believe he was early 40s. I believe 42. Oh, okay. So he, I mean, on the, well, how old, how old your brother? My brother is, he was born in 77. So he's 45 this year. Wow. Man. Yeah. It, that, that's just occurring to so, me. So, yeah. So you were getting him on the older end a little bit so you know he yeah. is a, a so well shit how old would he, he so yeah he'd Damn. be 70 something now if he was still alive yeah my mom is 70 oh sorry doreen my mom is <laughs> perpetually 55 <laughs> well, oh, well. never mind no she was born in 49 he was born in 47 so okay. do that math yeah, yeah yeah so they're about they're all yeah closer to yeah in their 70s which i feel like yeah. is Cause like my parents are in their mid sixties. Yeah. My wife's parents are in their seventies being in their seventies, being in your seventies is different than being in your sixties. Like that was a tick different generationally. You know, I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, yeah, you were, you, your dad is a, almost of that slightly, you know, not like, I mean, he wasn't like in a world war two, but like, the very end of those guys, you know what I mean? In a way, he's an old boomer. Yes, yes, he's an old. He would exactly, have been exactly. Yep, he's an old yeah. boomer in the same way that like we're old millennials. Like we're not quite the same. Like my sister's five years younger than me. Like wow. she doesn't know who Rage Against the Machine is. You know what I mean? Like this. Oh, like how sad it is. Sad, but like there's just like there's you know you hit the you hit the generation right, and there's like differences in it. Yeah, your dad definitely sounds like of the previous generation a little bit, you know, but, she, but she knows the chain smokers, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> just thinking of a shitty band. Sorry. That was just one that where, uh, yeah, even though I listened to him, it was off a radar and that, that just blew my mind. That even That's crazy. A human being couldn't know at least know of. Sorry, Sadie. Didn't mean to throw you under the bus, but. Sorry, Sadie. So he's yelling at you in his underwear. Yeah. Doing crafts with you. Doing crafts. Feeding you burgers. Going to Hardee's. Arguably, I'm going to say too many burgers. 
I mean, it led to an obsession later in life that is still very Yeah, weird. if you have a memory where it's like, we always used to go, it's probably too yeah. many. Yeah. Burgers, donuts. Was it burgers and, I don't want to harp on this, but was it burgers and donuts or burgers or donuts? Because burgers and donuts is bad parenting. I'll just say I feel it. like it was burgers and donuts. That's de- <laughs> Again, it's the overcompensation. That's man. definitely overcompensation, yes. Yeah. He must he have felt think- so guilty. So he he left the radio to get into law then at some point? Is that what yes. happened? Yes. And here's where we get, I mean, I know how your show goes. Here's mm-hmm. where we get to the theme. Okay. He was very restless. Okay. And professionally. And how to put this? He just, all I know is that he left radio due to politics, quote unquote, mm. air quotes. Mm-hmm. Like he, he didn't feel like he could get ahead. Yeah. And he was doing the graveyard shift, you know, getting off work at 4 a.m. or whatever the hell, coming home and sleeping. And he was sick of it. Yeah. He had gotten his law degree. I don't know when he passed the bar in Michigan, but eventually he left radio to go into divorce law. Oh. And um, that's what he did until he died. And. It's just one of those things I've had to piece together. It's, I'm like, I'm like looking for clues because mm-hmm. it's like you said, you're getting impressions from other people. Right. I don't know. What, I don't know. what's real. What's not right. But what I do know, he left radio, got into law. Specifically divorce law. Yes. I don't know why. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, people do it, but you know, it makes you wonder. Just curious. I do know, touching back on food, there was a TCBY next to his office, and we would often go there as well. (laughs) So many memories. (laughs) So many ice cream, dessert, food. Wonderfully healthy memories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is the country's best yogurt. Um, (laughs) What? Does your brother have any memories that like you don't have? I'm curious how, how that hit you guys different, you know, being seven, seven, you're almost, is almost, and I don't want to speak for you. You can slap me if I'm wrong, but seven's like getting close to like almost like the younger you are, the better in some ways. I feel like 12 is Absolutely. 12 to like 14 feels like the worst, you know, like that middle ground is yes. where you're like, I don't even know who I am as a person. Oh, and my yep. dad's dead. Great. You know? Yep. Whereas when you're super little, and again, I'm just, I got, I got two fresh parents, so I'm not, you know, trying to speak for you. Yeah. um, Yep. That's a great point. Yeah. I I mean, he he was old enough for my father to have watched him play sports. Sure. Play baseball. Right. Right. Might've even played tennis at that time. Um, Because we're blue bloods, you know, we're, we're (laughs) upper crust. Just kidding. Um, And he, I think he had the opportunity to do outdoorsy types of things mm-hmm. with my dad. I did some of that. There's photographic proof, but I would have been like three or four. Right. There's right. photos of us fishing. Um, but there's a lot of pressure placed on my brother as a 12 year old. Suddenly he was the oldest male in a household. And like, where I would have had a catch, quote unquote, with my dad. I'm having it with my brother. This sure. is the closest thing. 
and there was an underpinning sadness to that. Mm-hmm. You couldn't avoid. I couldn't articulate it at the time, but it's like, ugh, ooh. right. This hit me in the gut. Ugh, this me and my brother in the yard, sure, tossing the ball around. Something's missing, I think. <laughs> um, but I think it hit him really hard. Yeah, as it would. I mean. I mean, should we get into it? Like what happened? Yes. That's yes. Uh, what got him is next on my list. Yeah. Ooh, this is a trip. Take another sip of. Yeah. Lagunitas. <laughs> That'll help. Thursday is the new Friday. So that's, you know. Yeah. We're all working from home. It doesn't matter. Plus we're talking about death. So, you know. Right. Um, yeah. We were on vacation, summer vacation. Up north, the great up north, mm-hmm. as any Michigander knows, you know, Traverse City area, around the beach, having a grand old time. And days before this happened, I remember, you know, you're a kid, you're pushing boundaries, you're transgressing to see what you can get away with. I called my dad an idiot for no reason. <gasps> yeah. How did he take it? Tell that to your therapist, um, <laughs> which I have. Uh, it's, he was just like, you can't, what are you doing? You can't do that. What are you, why are you saying that to me? Yeah. Like quit screwing around uh-huh. in his voice. That was his gravelly, his grizzly voice a fifth to an octave right. below mine. Um, but yeah, we're, we're playing around on the beach, normal day. All of a sudden he's dizzy. He's like stumbling. He's trying to catch his footing. He falls. My brother catches him, this 12-year-old holding up a grown man. And my brother, like, snaps into action and yells, yo, lifeguard. I'm sitting there in an inner tube, just stunned. And my dad kind of slurs out, Jeff, give me the inner tube. I need the inner tube. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Give him the inner tube. Lifeguard comes out, pulls him to shore. Long story short, he had an aneurysm in his brain that burst. And they drove him to a hospital in Petoskey. Um, and somehow we wound up at my mom's mom's house, my grandma Lizzo's house. And because he was in the hospital for a while. Mm-hmm. Is that up there? Is that, is, that, is that grandma up there somewhere? Grandma's in Flint. She was in Flint. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So this isn't making a lot of sense. I'm sure you'll edit it together beautifully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he passed away in the night while my brother and I were asleep. Wow. And it's like, how do you go from summer vacation to... to death you know right that is a that's a record scratch right there (laughs) it's a mic drop yes it's a record scratch it is i I don't think it's uh hard to believe that i couldn't enjoy the beach for a long time after that (laughs) sure he died that night or was it was it a couple nights i feel like he hung on for a, a 48 hours or something okay for a year little kid brain though might as well yeah that's boop, yeah. Boop. yeah yeah like we were we were there in the hospital 
my grandma Jones came. She drove up from the Detroit area. I think both grandmas drove up. They were comforting us in the waiting room. And then at some point we went. We left. And he just passed away in the night mm. while we weren't there. Gotcha. It was nuts. Yeah. That's, um, was there anything, like, was it just totally freak? Was it later on like, oh, he actually had this and no one knew? and Or was it just a totally out of the blue, random? It is. Weird ass. It's hereditary. Thing. Oh. Ooh. I've talked to my doctor about it. Like, do I have this thing? Can we test for it? And he said, yes, we can. If we find it, not much we can do. What's the thing? Is there a name for it? An aneurysm. Oh, just they're it's, looking for a chunk of something somewhere that's going to. Yeah, like it, it's, it's an enlargement of an artery mm-hmm. that bulges out due to weakness in the wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And that can rupture. Okay. I guess I didn't know that they could look for those. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was a couple of years ago. I asked my doctor, like, yeah. hey, can we, can we look for this thing? I was like, yeah, but uh, if we find it, <laughs> not much we can do. Wow. So, Woo. It's, it's, it's rough. Yeah, that's a weird one. It's a real rough one. And I remember going back to your other question, it, the whole trip, he was like, we were around the campfire and he'd like lean his ear, like he had some pressure in his ear. Interesting. Like he had, like he thought he had drainage or something. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was uncomfortable. Something was going on. Mm-hmm. And then on the beach, it just, just happened. I don't blame you for not looking at an inner tube the same way again. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're not boat people in my family. <laughs> my wife and I aren't boat people. I think that might have something to do. Yes. With it. Good. Stay, yes. Stay away from the beach. <laughs> now, when I met my wife. Yes. She's a beach dweller, and she she coaxed me out of the shadows, and I learned to enjoy the beach again. Good. That's good. Good for your soul. So, so bless her for that. Um, but, yeah, it's ever since that day, it's been piecing together who this guy was. I feel like I was just coming around to him. Mm. Like, I was, I was a full-on mama's boy. Mm-hmm. When I was like, I remember being young and crying when she would go to work and I was left with this hulking Richard Mazur lookalike who yelled in his underwear. And then around six or seven, we were like becoming bros. Yeah. I'd hug him goodnight. I could tell that he registered it. I registered it. Something's changing. What is this? Right. We're sharing hamburgers. Sharing hamburgers and donuts. There is that. I feel like some dads have that where. It's generally, yeah, it's generally dads. We're like the baby part, the toddler part, you know, they're there, they're doing it, but they don't really know what they're doing. And then they like, you kind of got to get to be a little bit more of a person. And then once you're creeping into being a person, then you can like really click. Right. You know? Yeah. I so yeah, you were probably yet. just starting to have like your own little jokes and your own little personality. Yeah. And you, yep. yeah. Um, well, if only if he could see you now. If only he could see me pretending to copy his career by talking <laughs> into a microphone. Exactly. I like to say that broadcasting's in my blood. Yeah. He was on the radio. That's. I think that's. I mean, there's some. There's something like 
kind of mystical about that there idea is. of being on the especially back then i mean that was like that was a huge medium it's still, pretty cool you know in the 80s yeah he had a great voice Ooh, baby i want to hear some oh. great great voice i'll share some with yeah, you. yeah sure if you if you have some that you wouldn't mind me putting on here too that would be really interesting i feel like yes i will try to digitize it and send it okay don't do you know don't work too hard but if it's it's going to take off. it's going to take about a week to 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 transfer everything over well good news it usually takes me about two weeks to get around to editing these things so. okay this is going to work out just fine <laughs> what do you remember <laughs> what do you remember poe so in yours on the beach got him quick yeah just going back i mean being 80 and dying in how in 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 hawaii is only slightly above dying in Traverse City on the beach. I mean, now, again, of all the places, it could be who, there's worse places to go than who's to say who had it worse. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's fine. What was the what was the post? You know, like what like what do you remember about? I mean, this is, well, let's we can do the funeral if you want to do that. Well, you feel like you got something to say, so I'll just let you go. Go. This is wild because there's a huge swath of blocked out time. Oh. Where I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Do you have memories of I the funeral? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because because the hymn we chose was Onward Christian Soldiers. Love that jam. Yeah. And it was just my mom, my brother, and I just staring at the floor, just tears, 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 mm. tears, tears, during this extremely pardon the term schmaltzy hymn like sure. it, it's it is it, it's a jam it's great i love my lutheran hymns but it was like we're going to make you cry we're going to see it now you know how it goes I do and um it it was super intense my mom is extraordinarily emotional god love her that's where I get that. And uh, it, was, it was a tough time. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, my dad's side of the family, I think, is more stoic. Mm. And just, just they roll with the punches, it's I think, kind of at grit. least out, outwardly. Right, right. Just kind of grit their teeth and have yeah. a funeral and move on. And my mom's side of the family is are, uh, these very fun dryly funny people who get emotional and have anxiety and it's it's a rich emotional experience mm. on that side of the family mm-hmm. i must say mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing yep and you put them together and you get me <laughs> um what were we talking about um what else do you remember about the funeral i mean was it what was the vibe like i mean i always ask for that but that's a, this is a tough one because we're going back so far but I don't I, at seven. I don't. That's a dumb question. I feel like at seven, you're not in tune with the vibe of your dad's funeral. I'm going to retract that, that question. That's fair, <laughs> because well, I can tell you this. Well, all what I remember is onward, Christian soldiers. Yep. Hot jam from the 1400s or whenever, <laughs> and then um, I don't remember it being very personal. I hate it when it's just the pastor saying some nice things yes and he didn't know the guy yes it's the worst at my uncle don's funeral the pastor 
was related through marriage. Like he knew the guy. Oh, good. So it was a, it was really great. Yep. Um, those are the two things I remember. Gotcha. And I mean, I remember going up the casket. I don't know how real we got, we want to get, but whatever, wherever we go. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I didn't like poke him or anything, but I just remember standing there and okay, this is real. He looks weird. What did they do to him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. My thought goes to like, you come back from summer vacation and the Dude. first thing they always ask is, what did you do over the summer? How does, this, how does little Jeffrey answer that question? This shit is cinematic because I have this, this burned into my brain memory of sitting on the floor in our den at home and like camera pans up to brother, brother crying, <laughs> looking at me, camera pans over, mom's crying. <laughs> like we're all just like looking around, not knowing what to do, just crying. Yeah. And it was a lot. And then after that, not, not a lot to remember. I, I feel like I, so I was seven years old. There's at least a couple months there that I just don't remember. I remember yeah. coming to, coming to quote unquote right. in class, just like, oh, this is life. I guess homework's got to get done somehow. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it's the same as adults, you know, you just uh, got to go yeah. back to work eventually. Yep. Yeah. And then you meet new kids and they can't fathom what happened to you. Mm. You tell them, yeah, my dad died. And they'll just bring it up in, in conversation with other people, like mixed company. Mm. Like, yeah, this is Jeff. His dad died. Is that crazy? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Randy. Um, Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a unique experience. I mean, it's not unheard of, obviously, but. Yeah, not a ton of seven-year-olds with dead dads. That is for certain. Yeah, and I don't claim to have gone through some. I mean, it's trauma. Sure, there's nothing else to call it. But yeah. I don't. You know, it's it's unique. You know, in in yeah. you know, in comparison, it's definitely unique. Compared to the rest of the world, my life has been sure a joy and a and a blessing. Yes, yes. Let's not lose sight of that. But still, sucks. It sucks. How do you feel like, I mean, I guess let's do both. How do you, how do you feel like he, the alive person, the alive side of your dad and what you knew of him? How do you think that affects you? Like who you are today? And conversely, how do you think losing your dad at such a young age has affected you today or throughout your life? Not just today. Yeah. So the live side of things, I know that you know, hanging out with him. I got to go to the radio station with him. Mm. And like, I, I did a segment where we talked about fireworks. In the news this July 4th, 1987, one metro area five-year-old says he likes, listen to this now, parents, he likes the 4th of July even better than Christmas. 
Perhaps we can start a new trend around here. WWJ's Bill Foster found this unusual young gentleman. <laughs> he joins us now for a live report, Bill. Well, you know, Paul, he says that now, but come December 1st or so, when the snow starts flying, I think he may change his tune. But at any rate, Jeffrey Jones lives out in Northville, where every year they put on a big fireworks display, and this year is no different. And Jeff already has his blanket and lawn chair ready to go. He is packed up. Jeff says he's got his spot picked out for tonight's accident. Jeff calls them Star Wars and says he, he has a favorite one. Well, these little glowy things, um, they go, and, 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 when, and when they're done, they, go, they, they blow up in the air. Indeed they do, Jeff. Northville isn't the only place to go to see some night sky explosives. Displays are on tap in Southfield, Clawson, Dearborn, Wyandotte, Huntington Woods, Trenton, and Walled Lake. But Jeff says they don't have a thing on him. I'm so big, like, sir, I got a big firecracker to light. Jeff says he'll let his mom and dad handle the pyrotechnics on the home front. Bill Foster, News Radio 95. Now, Bill, listen, do you think that uh, Jeffrey Jones' dad is going to take him out to a fireworks display tonight? You bet he will. <laughs> you bet he will. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. It's coming up now to 13 minutes. As just a little kid. So I know that that's why I do this. Sure. I know that's why I always want to do this. Um, that affected me a lot. I, I got to play with this professional tape recorder for years, and it had like a wheel where you could adjust the speed, you could slow it down. <laughs> that is why and you are what you are for sure. <laughs> it's why I am what I am. You're still and playing with, with tapes. Just playing with tapes, man. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm doing to this very day. That's all I want to do is to play with tapes. So that that's huge. Yeah. Um, and of course, after he died, like there was, there was no, I mean, there were, there were men in the family who stepped up, you know, my uncle Don, who okay. we talked about yep. my uncle Doug, who my, my mother's brother who passed away a couple of years ago, a few years ago, uh, very prematurely, but they, they kind of stepped in to be fatherly figures. But there was nobody to like show me the ropes of dating mm -hmm. or hey, if you wanna, here's what you gotta do. You gotta play it cool with the ladies, <laughs> son. You know, nobody, there was none of that. Right. Like that's where I missed out. Did your mom do some of that stuff though? I mean, like, did your mom teach you how to shave and shit like that? No. No. Just no. Had to figure it out. I had to figure, I feel like I had to figure a lot of that out. I watched my brother shave. Oh, that's true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the older brother, so you can just kind of mimic. Okay, he's doing this. All right, you can just kind of yeah, copy him at some yep. point. Yep. Yep. My mom used to say, like, I feel like I need to grow a penis. That's, <laughs> that's what I got to do <laughs> to make it in this world. Yeah. Like she's a scrapper. You, you don't know it to look at her, but she. I believe the phrase is "tiger mom." Uh, mm. you know, she was tough when she had to be. Right. But. Does that answer your questions? It, uh, how, how does how does losing him? Oh, that's the that's that's what you're saying. Was yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, just none of that father figureness. None of none of the classic. Yeah. I mean, you name it: dating, right. driving, yeah, drinking, yeah, drugs. Did he do drugs? I don't think so. I think it was kind of a square, but nobody to show me. Right. I mean, his favorite bands were Chicago and the Beach Boys. Oh so. yeah, no way he did drugs. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he was having a Mai Tai. Um, 
have another zombie, please? Another uh, <laughs> hurricane? Yeah. Do you think it, I mean, that's a, I mean, for you or you and your brother and your mom, as sad as it is, that had to be an incredibly bonding experience too. I mean, are you guys, I just, I picture you guys as being extremely close. I know you guys get together quite a bit, even though you're spread out and all that, but I got to imagine that was a pretty, whatever the word is, I guess I'll say it again, bonding experience for you. Yeah. Guys. It was unifying for yeah, sure. Good word. It was, we were a tight knit unit yeah. for, a, for a very long time. You know, now Matt and I are married and have been for some time and you, you, you go about your business, mm -hmm. your professional life, but for a long time, yeah, we were inseparable. Yeah. I can just remember a lot of Saturdays and Sundays that were just us sitting in a room quietly, just like being, I, I feel like I can't leave this room mm, mm -hmm. being, mm -hmm. it was kind of nice. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, very tightly knit. Um, yeah. My brother, like I said, bore a lot of the weight of my dad's absence. Like I remember once we had to carry a new TV into the house and it was too heavy for my brother. There's nobody stronger in the house. And he kicked the, the fucking door in. He was so mad. Wow. That's kind of hard to, that just bubbled up now. Yeah. That's like a, yeah. Like he kind of like stumbled and had to put it down and he kicked the, the glass door. Like he kicked the. Sure screen and like fuck this right this is the hand i was dealt fuck this shit right, i gotta carry the goddamn tv i'm 12 yeah, i should be the tv carrier yeah for sure yeah. yeah he got super buff in high school but that had not happened yet uh okay well, he had right <laughs> he was tired of dragging those tvs around by himself like i gotta get stronger if i'm gonna be like the training montage in rocky four he would run around with tvs on his back in the <laughs> you got super buff. Um, that's wild. Yeah, I'm sure that was partly. I'm tired of this TV, and partly, fucking, dead at an aneurysm. The guy who's supposed to do this, yes, I'm doing. Yeah, was yanked out. Yep. Yeah that that's a tough one. That's a tough memory that just occurred to me now. Interesting. <laughs> Any of that, I mean, any of the, like, is there any, like, do you have moments now where you're, like, pissed that you don't have a dad? I mean, is that still, I mean, obviously when you're seven and, you know, want to play catch, that's a very direct, where the fuck is my dad moment. Do you have any of those still? You know, I mean, you got married. Was there, was that in the back of your brain somewhere? Like, eh, it's too bad old Bill isn't here. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish Angie could have met him. Yeah. My wife. But uh, after 32 years, you sort of, uh, you know, you develop a callus. Yeah. You, it's, it's, you know, sunrise, sunset, dad's dead. It's just, sorry. That's. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We do, we do the emotional and we do the. Yes. The, the callus on this, on this podcast. So yeah. Dad's yeah. dead. Yeah. You yeah. Develop a callus. Sure. Sure. It just becomes how it is. Yeah. I mean, I, 10 years ago, I don't know if I could talk 
this openly 15 years ago. Mm. It feels good to do it now. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I wish I had more like, I wish I had more of the minutia of his life on deck. Yeah. Like, how did he do in school? Who did he date? When did he join the military? Right. But that's one. But thing I have these impressions. That, yeah, that's one thing that came up on a the one I did. Um, I think it was the it was with Amy Poulin. Um, mm-hmm. Great episode. It was one of my favorites. Um, just yeah, I mean that happens. I mean especially when you're seven, losing somebody. But you know, just every day that goes by, that person just gets a little foggier. You know. Yep. And that's sad. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I. Speaking of foggy, my religious beliefs follow suit. Like, I don't know what happens, but I think something cool happens when you die. I like that. What's that? I'll thing? join. I don't know. <laughs> you think that? Act that way. No, I, it's, um, so I don't know. I think Bill is gone, like the, the man who was Bill. Right. But I wonder if, oh, God. This is gonna. This is about to come out of my mouth. Say it. Whatever life force was, Bill has rejoined something larger. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. I don't have a fucking clue either. Um, yeah, I don't pretend to know for sure. Right, what, but if it did, happening. Bill is gone in that sense too. Yes, Bill his is, personality, his ego, right, his his wants and hopes and dreams, they are gone. Right. If there is a life force, it's back in the pool of life force. You want to hear something crazy? Yes, 100%. His sister, my Aunt Pat, she's in her 70s now. She's, she's out in Washington, uh, uh, Spokane, Spokane area. Um, after my dad died, she claimed that he spoke to her she could hear him speaking to her. And he said, she reported to us how mad he was that he died. Which fits. You know, that fits. That fits. <laughs> He's in his underwear. God damn it. God bless it. <laughs> and uh, he, so for years I would, that kind of rolled around in my head like, sure. huh, okay. Yeah. That's neat. Uh-huh. How old were you when she told you this? Like right after? Oh, I don't know. Early teens, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. When she said this, mm-hmm. but it only dawned on me a couple of years ago. Like, hey, hey, Dad, you maybe want to, you know, pull around to your, your <laughs> offspring and say a few words. Uh, you want to talk to Junior and Senior over here? Aunt Pat is who you picked. Yeah, <laughs> your to sister. <laughs> I get it. I suppose, but still, the least you maybe can the do. love of your life for uh, your kids. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't hear shit. <laughs> um, do you do you know? I I guess I always assumed your Lutheranness comes from your mom. Yes. Is that yes. was your dad a religious fellow at all? As far as you know, was he just he like, was I, yeah he was. I don't think he was as into it as my mom is, but I found an essay that he wrote about how people in danger yell, though they claim to be 
atheists or agnostic when mm. people are in danger they yell out they cry out yeah jesus help me god jesus christ right it was very interesting it was like a college essay or something that's really cool that you have that yeah and i th- i think he was medium religious yeah my grandmother his mom was uh non-congregational it was like it was a it was religious mm-hmm. it was christian but it was sort of laid back a little bit yeah like i i think on your last op- episode your guest was episcopalian yes and they described that as catholic light mm-hmm. i think lutheranism is catholic light light the two lights oh, okay so it's like two yeah. steps down but it's you know that carries a lot with it that's still a lot yes it's more than that's nothing. a lot yeah. it's a lot of guilt so your dad was real, like one of those just regularly Midwestern religious fellas, yeah. you know, and then was fine with your mom being a little more Lutheran. Probably. So if my mom's a seven, mm-hmm. dad was like a five. Yeah. Jim. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, I don't know if that's accurate. That's my assessment. <laughs> Doreen, give us a call. Jesus maybe. lives in our hearts and minds. Maybe he's an eight. You never know. He might have been an eight. <laughs> Should we? Can we go through? Yeah, some of the detective work. Yes, I've done. Like yes. there are these these things I've discovered. I don't know what they mean. Yes, do it. But I want to tell you, and I want to tell the listener about them. Do it. I want to hear them. I found a letter that he wrote to someone who fired him. Like he was. <laughs> I like this song. Yeah. <laughs> like apparently he flamed out at, at his job. I don't know what happened, but I, I, I found this appeal that he'd written like, dear Mr. X, you know, I know we haven't always gotten off on the right foot, but the, the manner in which you fired me do, does not, you know, sit well right. <laughs> with just this long diatribe about wow. why did you fire me? Oh shit! Do you think it's it was like a letter that he wrote and then never mailed, kind of a thing? That's a great question because why do we have it? Right, I wonder. Or it was like a rough draft or something. Yeah, the other option. That's interesting. So he was. It was. It was like don't. It was like. Was it? That's interesting that it wasn't a fuck you. It was. The manner in which you fired me. Right. Why'd you fire me? Right. So he wanted. Was he was trying to get his job back, basically? Was it an appeal to rehire? Was it just like a, not a fan of how you did that? I mean, it must've been a, must've been the former. Like, why did you do this? Can I come back also? (laughs) What else you got? I don't know. That's one. And you know, I, I'm not the most, I'm not the biggest fan of corporate life and I've gotten into trouble at work due to checking out and being, what's the term? Uh, actively disengaged mm. so it's like oh shit this is genetic <laughs> sure yeah um so that's a b i found a bucket hat in this box labeled vietnam um with the name sugar bear embroidered on it so i think that was his nickname in vietnam sugar bear i didn't even think about that age-wise so he was in vietnam he was in Vietnam. Like in, he went, he went there. 
he went there and later somehow became stationed in Tasmania. Like, wow. You know, like the devil. Yeah. That guy. Looney Tunes. Yeah. And, uh, but yes, he, he served in Vietnam. He was an MP. And I remember hearing that he was in a firefight. He thought he was going to die. And this whole time, his nickname was Sugar Bear. That had to layer for sure. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, Who do I talk lot. to about right. that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you might be able to, like, if you could find out, you know, what unit and whatnot he was in, you might be able to dig out. I wonder if you could suss out somebody who's still alive who, who served with him. It's probably not impossible. It would be, you know, some legit sleuthing, but. That would be worth it. That would be really cool. To find out if he was Sugar Bear and why, why. was he Sugar Bear? <laughs> no questions about like any heroism or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firefight. I'm just curious. How did he get the nickname Sugar Bear? Yeah, man. That's all anyone is wondering. Like, was it ironic? Was he just a a, a bad mf'er? <laughs> or I mean, was he not sweet at all? Your description. I mean, you did call him grizzly, like I think earlier on in this. So yeah. he must have had a bear. A bear quality about him. And then, yeah. He must have had a, a, a tough streak, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is cool to think about. It's your dad. You want sure. to build him up. Oh, yeah. I mean, your dad, my dad wasn't in any wars, you know? Um, which I don't want my dad to be in a war, but it is like. No, hell no. No. I'm, I definitely would prefer no war. Uh, just put that down. I, but it's interesting I, as hell, you know? Yeah. Yes, I would. I have no the way. luxury. Yeah, I have the luxury of creating a mythology. Like, yeah, yeah, somebody shot at him. Right, the Viet Cong shot at my dad. Right, and it's like this going to die. So it's that interesting thing where it's like, oh, he's this human that just walks around and does radio, but also he's in war. Like that's a very, yeah. Again, I don't want anyone to go to war, but it is hell no. interesting when someone has. But yeah, this is fantasy dad time. Like I don't want anyone to ever fight. Right. for anything but <laughs> it's fantasy dad time yep. he wanted to be a pilot but his eyes were garbage mm. so he was you know the policing arm of the air force gotcha um okay that's item two item three this is a weird one but 15 years or so after he died i think my brother found some kind of paperwork in his desk in his office downstairs at the house we grew up in i believe he applied to the cia to some sort of position interesting wow so there was this streak in him like there's some sort of wanting to prove his manhood Mm -hmm. i feel like Mm -hmm. or something about control i don't know power yeah i mean but right for all the purposes i mean he was a police officer you know yeah yeah in, in the yes. armed forces yeah oh that's a, a lot cop. that's some manly that's some that's some manliness right there and then to get out and i wonder if that was like part of the i feel like there's always that struggle between like going back to civilian life and all that jazz i wonder if that was his attempt to like kind of hang on to it or you know at least part of it must have been in- interested yeah. In that kind of thing, you know? Yes. That, that is interesting. So I don't know what that means. So my, 
I had a friend growing up named Andrew and he was kind of a weirdo. And he was like, maybe that's where he went. Maybe he faked his death. <laughs> Joined the CIA. And I just smiled and nodded. Punch Andrew. In the face. Fucking Andrew. Um, but that was, that was weird to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sort of ties. There's a theme here. There's a through line of restlessness and trying to trying to get to your ideal position in life and mm-hmm. not exactly knowing what that is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Going back to him yelling in his underwear, that puts a twist on it where it's like, it's not just a guy who didn't get any, you know, who got home from work at four and his got a, his son's making some noise in the living room. You know, there's, he was a different guy. You He's know, wanting. he had this different person that he was. Something is burning within him. Yeah. And now he's just, he's just the guy doing radio, being a dad, you know, that, yep. and he used to be this other guy. And maybe he kind of wanted to continue to be that other guy, potentially, you know? Um, maybe he did. That, that just, you know, and again, we're all, this is all fantasy dad, like you said, but it's, yeah, I can see there being some tension between, I want to be that guy. I used to be that guy, but now I'm this guy and I got to figure out, I, you know, that also exp- can put some of the, how come I don't have a connection with my dad until I'm six, seven, you know, I mean, he might not have been in that place, you know, to clearly I can, you know, if you were that guy dealing with a toddler, not the skill set that being the army policeman or the air force policeman, you know what I mean? That's a different type of guy. Maybe he was Bob Odenkirk and nobody wasn't ready for fatherhood. <laughs> yes, he's that kind of guy. Yes, he. Uh, what's the um, what's the one with oh, a violent history? Have you seen that? A history of violence. A history of violence. That's what it is. With Vigo. Yes, with Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, same thing. He's like, I'm in my underwear. My kid's being loud. I just hope somebody would break in and I could kill him. All of a sudden, John Hurt shows up at my house. He's <laughs> telling him about it, the next score. I actually Great. hate that movie, but um, it's it's not good. Everyone thought it was good. Do you I remember know. that? It, didn't it get like nominated for stuff? I thought it was trash. I didn't like it one bit. It was terrible. It opens on a sixty-nine scene. So that's all you need to know. That's true. It did. Well, they get to sixty-nining like thirty seconds in. That's too soon. <laughs> like warn us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a prude. It's just like, yeah. What? I'm, I just started. I yeah. Let's, let's watch a nice action drama. Sixty nine. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got to save. The, I got to be done with the popcorn before you start sixty nine. You can't be first bite. This is truly a crossover now since we're doing movie movies. I love it. We should have oh, we should have watched the history of violence and then done it. Oh, is it cool or cruel? <laughs> it's cruel. Flushing noise. Very cruel. Um, Flush it down the toilet. Uh, yeah. So th- this is fantasy dad time because yep. he looked like he could whoop some ass. If you saw pictures of him. Sure. Like he was a solid sugar bear. Yeah. Hell yeah. He could. He was taller than me or my brother. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Why didn't my mom's mom, my grandma used to live with us and she would ask me, did you ever make six foot? <laughs> she would say, yes. <laughs> did you ever make six foot? No, I made five turn <laughs> and I won't apologize for it. <laughs> grandma god this is the best airing all this out on a podcast 
That's the best. That was all the detective work I did. Okay. I think we hit it. Okay. The letter, somebody who fired him, the bucket hat, sugar bear, the CIA. Oh, and then somebody else at a family reunion, some cousin I'd never heard of came up to me and said, your dad used to jump on the back of a horse like Will Rogers. What? What? What does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Like he'd take a running start, plant his hands on the horse's butt. Right. Right into the saddle. Take off. So he's a cowboy? This has the makings of a movie. This is like Who is this guy? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't come on here thinking I'd paint my dad as John Wick or or fucking John Wayne, it sounds like Ego Mortensen or John Wayne. But it's sort of happening it's in front happening. of us. That's who it was. Right in front of our eyes. Your dad was a CIA horseman. Steven Seagal was at his funeral. Is that anything? <laughs> Could be. You should have mentioned that. Um <laughs> that's all I, I love that you did some digging and that is like a weird, yeah, those are weird little nuggets to find. It's no, there's a very non-traditional, not just some photos, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> little bits of who he was without any context. <laughs> Shades, <laughs> colorings, mm-hmm. impressions. That's that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. And this has been so great as an exercise to like to to get it all out. Yeah. You know? Yep. This is fantastic. I'm glad you're liking it. It's fun. It I was, is. I've been, this is good too. Cause I think like going it, like doing just being, it's weird how I'm, I'm vaguely in like this grief world now, just mostly on like social media and stuff. But yeah, I, I keep, because it feels so weird to me because it's not really, I'm really not doing anything grief related. I mean, I am, but. Like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, well, the the purpose for me is not grief grief related. Got it's it. It's more what you're doing, which is like it's fucking it's it's archaeology, is what I think it almost it is. Or it's yes. just digging and finding nuggets. And At this ooh, point, this yes, means that you know, in the same way that like you know, Nicolas Cage finds something on the back of the Constitution, and then you go, "Oh, what does this mean?" What is that? That's the that's the interesting part. Is like, oh, I found this thing. I learned this thing about my about my father. What does it mean? You know that that what you're doing is, I think, ultimately more of what my mindset is in doing this is like just digging. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's less about grief at this point, and more it's it's I can have fun with it at this point after 32 years. Yeah. Sure. Which is nice. Yeah. I like talking about him mm-hmm. i don't often get the chance right i try to tell my wife things she doesn't listen um she doesn't care <laughs> she's like what's his name craig and she says craig that's the weird thing it's craig it's not dude so she gets the name wrong and she mispronounces the i name. hate when people say craig and not craig i know is it a michigan thing i don't know i hate it how do you say, I'm sorry if she can, I'm sorry, Angie, I didn't mean to insult you, but. She knows I'm razzing. Another I'm one is razzing. when people say Jeremy instead of Jeremy. That I want to flip my. Ooh, screen. I've never heard Jeremy. Oh, I, hear, I had there were multiple people I went to school with who said Jeremy. 
I wanted to throw a rock at him every time. Like, it's fucking Jeremy. There's two E's in there. Anyway. Just, just so everyone knows, um, my wife and I host a podcast, and it's the, jo- the greatest joy of my life. <laughs> so if she's hearing this, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, honey. Um, you can say Craig however you want. Craig. No, I'm telling her about my dad. Yeah. And she, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful moment every time we talk about him. Yeah. I can imagine, though, that, yeah, I mean, you got, you know, that's, it's probably nice to hear stories about your dad. For, it's for great because it's, it's, yeah, he's, he's basically Paul Bunyan at this point. Sure. Like, yeah. I can talk him up. Yeah. You're hearing him speak now. Every time I speak in front of people, my mom's like, you sound just like a big bear, which is nice. I that like is that. right. Yeah. That's nice. For anyone who, is the parent of a child who just lost a parent or knows a child who just lost a parent. Do you have any advice on like how to, from your experience, like was there any, like do this differently, you know, don't do this, do that. Anything like that. And if the answer is no, that's fine. Give therapy a try. Give child therapy a try. Okay. Give it a shot. Do Do you think you would have appreciated that? I don't know. Yeah. Because it didn't happen. Sure. But what my mom did wonderfully, mm-hmm. she gave me all this space to just be alone and just doodle and just be in my room and not have a schedule and not have to worry about stuff. Right. And there was, there was some grace in that. Like, I'm going to just, you're on to something, you're, you're working stuff out. You're figuring out who you are on your own. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the space to do that. Yeah. There's something beautiful about that. Sure. I don't know if I'm articulating it correctly, but. Definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot, I think kids often have a lot of pressure where it's like, you know, they're not at dinner on time. You know, they're yes. You yes. didn't do your chores on like I yes. asked you to. And I can imagine a grieving kid probably just wants to doodle. Yeah. Just you just, just want to doodle. Just let them doodle. It's and fine. listen to Tom Petty and the Beastie Boys. Ugh. Can't beat it. Yeah. That I, rare unreleased <laughs> album they made together. Tom Petty and the Beastie Boys. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. She, she gave me room. She yeah. gave me space. Yeah. She was very loving. Um, but also gave me a lot of space and I appreciate that. That's great. So that's, that's, that's a great thing you can do. And also give therapy a try. (laughs) Try it out. Can't hurt. What do you think if, I mean, we've got a, a mythical character here in Bill Jones. Got Zeus, Zeus in the house. (laughs) Got Zeus. Um, what do you think, what, what do we, you know, what do we have to learn? You know, what if, what's your takeaway from how he lived his life from, from what you know? Um, yeah. What's I wrote this out. Okay. And then I have a great memory I want to share. Okay. After this. Um, I'm just reading what I wrote. You have to devote yourself to the things that will sustain you. You have to do the work to identify your strengths mm. and weaknesses. And then you have to stick with them. You have to stick by them. And this, I just put this together in the last couple of years. Yeah. 
the theme of his life to me is restlessness. Like radio, law, CIA. I want to be a pilot. Mm -hmm. But I, I think he had it right with radio. Like he had a beautiful voice. He had the talent, the skill. He wrote copy faster than anyone huh. I learned. Wow. Like news copy. Uh -huh. I did not uh, inherit. I'm a slow writer. Uh, he just, you have to identify your strengths and give them time to blossom. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate that he felt like he, you know, was running into a wall in radio um, mm -hmm. and left it. But yeah. also another, you know, just another going back to him being in a young, um, or no, wait, what did we say? Young boomer, old boomer, an old boomer an old boomer right i believe right yes because he's almost uh, born in 47 right yeah. yeah he's almost greatest generation um yeah those i mean greatest generation guys had a job and never fucking left it you know exactly whereas so i can see how troubling that would be to be a guy where you're like i don't fucking know what i want to do i want to do this i want to do that i want to be in the cia i want to i can see how that would be unsettling and feel like you're not a quote unquote man, if you don't nail down a job and have a pension all lined up and all that, I can see how yes. that would be. Yeah. Yep. Pensions were still a thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He was the prototype for the millennial he, life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was jumping from job pioneer to job. And, and not knowing what the fuck you want to do. Yep. Yeah. Which I suffer from that. I know you do where it's like, yeah, I want to do everything, but also nothing. I don't know. Yeah. I know. And this, this, poignant lesson that i just said i'm only putting together in the last couple of years mm -hmm. or so like it, it dawned on me like oh that's the takeaway right from old bill keep digging until you find it and then yep hang on to it stick with it yeah it, it's going to take longer than you think right right um do you ask me one more question about a memory i don't remember like uh i sometimes i do not always i you know it's not an official thing here sometimes i'll ask the only one left that i haven't done yet is uh you know if there's anything that still brings you back to him today like and that's more yes. of like the physical you know and there is what is it the video game rampage <laughs> okay <laughs> reminds me of old bill how come so at some point between the hardies and the donuts <laughs> we would go to the beehive it was an arcade in northville michigan i love that name that's fantastic it was super cool the beehive yeah. then it became player's choice boo eventually yeah yeah holy shit <laughs> what a turn <laughs> oh and eventually God. became a drug den for high schoolers and we oh, stopped going bummer um but we would play rampage every time hmm. and i have such great memories um, and I pretend the movie with the rock never happened because it sullies the memory of that great arcade game. But, uh, when I think about that video game or, you know, see it in a YouTube video or think about it, 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 it I feel like I'm communing with my father. It's really? Cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. He'd play it with you. I think he'd just like just feed me quarters and watch me go nuts. And, yeah. Cause great. I was just like, Right. like zoned in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think i was always ralph the wolf yes confirmed <laughs> in my memory ralph 
That's nice. That's a pleasant. <laughs> that's a pleasant memory. That that combines two of your favorite things. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Well, that does. I mean, I you know that does come. I mean, we're getting long. Is there any? Did we did we do it? Did we did we cover Bill Jones? I think we did, I think we, we did him justice. I think we did him proud. On all my notes and extra. <laughs> this was a wonderful, beautiful exercise. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. You got it. You didn't say it. Oh shit. I, you know what? I forgot <laughs> a cuff a couple times. I, Cause I've never made it an official thing. I've never intentionally been like. I'm going to say we lost a good one every time, but I have other than I think one time and right now where I have not said until now that Jeff, I think we lost a good one. I agree. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you also once again to Jeff for chatting with me. I could have, that was one where I could have kept going um, for quite a while. Uh, It was honestly a well-timed, well-timed with as well for a couple of reasons. One, actually Jeff messaged me after we did it and, and we recorded, I think a day or two before his dad's birthday. That was purely on accident. And also, I struggle with this thing a lot, you know. Um, it feels silly sometimes. I hope you understand that. I hope it's weird to put yourself out there like this. Um, like, I got used to, like, that's how, like, when I started stand-up, it's the same, like, who am I to be doing this? You know? Um, but I think the lessons Jeff mentioned about find you know finding things you like and just sticking with them and just and and do them and don't get don't jump around you know if you like something just just settle into it um and i'm enjoying doing this so i think i'm i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep doing it so it was a good lesson to have um but yeah this is a long episode so i don't want to talk anymore we said all sorts of great stuff thanks again for listening be good I'm William F. Jones.